Hey, girlfriends, welcome to Married and Having Fun. I'm Kathy. I'm 46. I have four children and have been married for 25 years. Woo! I'm Jacynthia, 34, married for six years with three awesome little kiddos. We've been friends for 11 years. On this show, we're talking all things marriage and everything in between. If you know what I mean. Pull up a chair, sit back and relax. This is Married and Having Fun. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Married and Having Fun. This is JC. I'm missing my co-host Kathy today, but she'll be back next week. Listen, I have two incredible friends here with me today and we're gonna have a little chit chat because as you know we have the marriage retreat coming up and so these are my friends from prayer club if you've heard me talk about clubhouse I have a prayer club group that I hang out with a group of intercessors on clubhouse it's been absolutely amazing and I just thought we could talk a little bit about marriage today. And um, these are my friends, Mike and Patricia. Say hey, y'all. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And um, Mike, who uh, I call him Apostle Mike, he will be one of the guest speakers at the marriage retreat. So if you like anything that he says today, you're going to need to grab your boo and go on over and register and come on and join us in June. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I have a heavy topic for them to talk about today. They're they're a little bit nervous. They're like, oh boy, you're getting deep on us today. I do want to tell you, Mike, that you are the first male guest other than Kathy and I's husbands. So welcome. Wow, awesome. <laughs> I'm excited to be here and hopefully I can add some great content to uh, your podcast and your show and the listening audience. And I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm glad y'all are here. So first question, um, how long have y'all been married? Well, y'all aren't married together. Let's get that. Mike is married to his wife and (laughs) Patricia's married to her husband. So I'll let them answer individually. Absolutely. So of course, uh, just being transparent, you know that I was married um, three times. Woo, woo. Uh, yeah, it's been a journey. Um, ever since I got married the first time when I was 18, I married a bishop's uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the military and um, she had an affair and I still stayed with her even mm-hmm. after the affair. And it was more so for, from the embarrassment of church, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, and then she actually filed for divorce and ended up marrying the guy that she had a, uh, an affair with. Then I got mm. married again to my wife, who I'm married with now. However, <laughs> we were together for about seven and a half years, eight years. We divorced, went separate ways, and then uh, split up. And then, uh, you know, it, it's just been a journey of up and downs. But God brought us back together again. And wow. so all in all, we've been together um, throughout our, our journey um, a decade. Wow. And it has been a tremendous decade full of ups and downs and um ins outs and roundabouts and i can honestly say we are probably at the healthiest stage that we have ever been now and it is a work yeah <laughs> it, oh, it yeah. is work as yeah. a as a minister of the lord you know ministry in itself is work mm-hmm. and marriage is your first ministry your yeah. family is your first ministry and um boy <laughs> 
I have a technical question here. So, uh, what anniversary date do y'all have? <laughs> well, we have the first one, January 4th. <laughs> And then we also have our second one as well. So we go by both of them. Yeah. We actually kind of do that too. We have our courthouse date. We always celebrate that. And then we have our uh, wedding date where we got, you know, celebrated with everyone else. So we, we have two a year. So it's awesome. Um, Patricia, how long have you been married? Um, well, this is my second marriage. The mm -hmm. first one was uh, 12 years and then I was divorced. But this marriage is seven years mm -hmm. and August 24th will make eight years. You know what? Okay. I want to say something real quick. I think that's fantastic that the both of you are currently in the seventh year of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And, and we've both been the... married twice. Wow. <laughs> wow. And seven is the number of completion. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I have one up because, of course, I've been, this is my third. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, um, I think that this is so uh, important that we talk and have these real discussions because unfortunately these are, you know, we're real people mm -hmm. and this real situation. I don't yeah. think any of us got married and said, you know, five years from now or however long it was, mm -hmm. you know, I want to get divorced. We got married with the intention that we would be married forever. Mm -hmm. And I think because yeah. we don't have real conversations like this, oh, yeah. um, even with our close friends, let's just be honest. We might mm -hmm. talk about, know how your spouse is doing this and that but we don't really get into deep conversation as it relates to the marriage so i think yeah. that jc what you're doing is just um phenomenal i think that this is needed and it's funny that i called you that because i don't never call you that so it's not even <laughs> funny coming but that's just that's the 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 feeling and the vibe that i feel right now yeah um and so yeah i just thought it was interesting to point out thank you thank you i i love encouraging women in their marriages and um we have a lot of great conversations here awesome so let me say one more thing so yes. for those of you that are listening um i'm a uh uh, in my third, they're in their second. So if you're listening, I want you to know that there is life after the divorce. Now, this is what I'm not saying for those of you that are married to go out and get a divorce. That's not what Amen. I'm saying. But what I am <laughs> saying right. is That's if right. you get through, if you go through those experiences and that happens, that there is definitely life afterwards and God has another plan, another assignment, and he will keep his promise to you if that is your heart's desire. So don't think that um, if you do get, go through a divorce that you'll never get married again, you'll never find someone that loves you because I'm being honest, me as a man, I, I went through that. Mm -hmm. I, I actually did oh. just being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, I felt, um, you know, you know, why I wasn't good enough. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I was the, you know, I was in the military at a young age. I was the provider, you know, yeah. she was a stay at home wife. Like what about me, um, you know, would make you even want to cheat on me and things yeah. of that nature. So. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Mm. Mm. That's, that's good. That's good. You would never, I never have sat and thought that a man would have those thoughts. I think um, there was more of a woman uh, that would say that to herself. Yeah. Because those are some of the thoughts, you know, like when I was married the first time that I thought about. Mm -hmm. But it is something that, you know, when someone comes against you or does something wrong to you and you do wonder what, what was it about me that made you do that? So um, thank you for your honesty there. Welcome. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. It is. It is. <laughs> so I have this question. I posed this in the marriage group today. 
And uh, sometimes it, it just depends on the day that I catch them. Sometimes they feel like being vulnerable. Other times they might write one word or click like and say, you know, <laughs> that they agree. But um, I want to know, I'm going to rattle off these things. And then whichever one pops up to you first that you want to answer Maybe you've dealt with this or however I've had a situation, but here is the question. How can pride, ego, fear, or insecurities get in the way in marriage? Wow. <laughs> wow. That is a loaded question. <laughs> and it, it's deep and it's real. And, um, I, I think, so for me, what stands out the most is insecurity mm, that stands yes. out the most to me. Um, and I think that, um, I know women, they're more vocal about their insecurities. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the way they might dress a certain way or, or say some things or ask their spouse a certain question, babe, do I look fat or, mm -hmm. you know, certain things. And I don't think that men are vocal about it, but. You know, just me being honest, um, you know, like I said, I, I've dealt with um, insecurities and me not being on the opposite end, me being shut, shut in on it and not sharing that with my spouse mm -hmm. actually caused a hindrance mm -hmm. because it did not allow her the ability to comfort me and let me mm -hmm. know that my insecurities, although it was an insecurity to me, it was mm -hmm. not to her. Mm hmm. And so it did more damage because every time she tried to uh, get close or come in, I would shut down. Mm. And I did not have those conversations with my wife in the beginning. And even now, I'm still learning. And I want to point this out. I think I said this to you um, before in, in a clubhouse room. Um, I think that the way society and culture raises men, right? Um, just think about it from the time they're born. You, it, you raise your boys different than you do your girls, right? Mm -hmm. You're more protective of your girls than you are your, your boys, right? Um, but in a certain extent, um, you know, we, we're taught and we're raised, you know, men aren't supposed to cry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you, they start crying, you beat them. I told you, shut up, you know, this, mm -hmm. that, and, and so we learn from a very, very young age, four years old, five years old, to suppress our feelings. And so now what happens is as we grow up in life, right, mm -hmm. and we go throughout the dating and this, that, and the third, and we get married, oftentimes women will feel emotionally disconnected from their spouse because what bothers them, mm -hmm. what bothers the female, and she brings it up, it seems as if he does not care. Mm -hmm. But it's not that he doesn't care oftentimes. Sometimes he just don't know how because we went through years of suppressing our emotions. So, yeah. uh, you know, and that has been the biggest hindrance in my personal marriage. Mm -hmm. All of them, mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and because I've learned that, I found out what my trigger points were. I found out, okay, um, if this is truly my spouse, that I need to be vulnerable. This should be the one person that mm. I should be vulnerable right, with. Right, right. And for the longest, I was just so protected. Mm -hmm. I had to keep my peace. I had to keep what was coming. I couldn't let you invade this this intimacy of, of, of me. And um, I'm, I'm telling you, now that I, I realize the other side of it, it's, so, it's such a blessing. 
Yeah. To have that liberty, mm-hmm. to have that freedom. It's such a blessing. And um, I think um, whatever your insecurities is, and um, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but let's, I mean, there's insecurities in finances. Um, yes. are, am I making, mm-hmm. um, you know, enough money to take care of the family? You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been through situations, let's just be honest. I've been through situations to where I done got uh, laid off or, uh, you know, situations to where the money wasn't as good or, mm-hmm. you know, just all sorts of, you know, me being in ministry, I've given more to, uh, the church and more to people in the church, um, mm-hmm. taking out of my family home. Yeah. Um, you know, just all there's insecurities when it comes down to intimacy mm-hmm. and not just sexual intimacy, intimacy, mm-hmm. just quality time. Yeah. Um, you know, just, Insecurities is just huge. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can cover a lot of areas with this. Um, But for those of you that are listening, um, definitely write down whatever your individual insecurity is Mm -hmm. and start making progress on it. Share that with your spouse and start coming up with activities or different things that you can do to work on what is an insecurity to you. And how you can overcome it. Because let, mm-hmm. I'm just be honest. Although my insecurities wasn't an insecurity to my spouse. Mm-hmm. And she gave me affirmation. And things of that nature. It was still something that I had to deal with yeah. internally. Yeah. I think we don't even realize sometimes. How much our insecurities play a role in our behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because you know. oftentimes you say insecurities. You think of someone who is you know, insecure when you're around other people and they're like, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But for me within my first marriage, um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of insecurities about, um, that I, that I was the only one that could take care of me. I couldn't, you know, I just felt like I was the only person who knew me. I couldn't trust anybody with who I really was. And so it caused me to do a lot of things that, Really, I shouldn't have done. <laughs> but um, our insecurities, they, are, they, they can get so deep and rooted in us to where our behaviors day in and day out are out of that place of insecurity. And so we definitely have to be careful. Um, all right. Pride, ego, or fear? I'll talk about fear. Okay. Because um, I think um, fear of being vulnerable Mm-hmm. fear of trusting your heart with the like especially in the second marriage when you have things that go on the first time mm-hmm. and then now you're in something new mm-hmm. and you try to um you know kind of build a wall to like protect yourself mm-hmm. so that if something does happen then I'll be okay yes. and then I grew up like really um you know my mother had seven children and I saw her be very, um, you know, independent. Mm-hmm. So I became very independent. At 14, I had a job. I did things on my own. Mm-hmm. So now it's like you're asking somebody who had, who's been independent, doing everything independently, mm-hmm. to now trust another person with the entire part of their self. Mm-hmm. And there is a fear in that. There's a fear of really... Um, are you going to accept, like you said, mm-hmm. who I really am? You mm-hmm. know, the good part, the bad part, everything. And you kind of can hold back because of that fear can have you. It, fear kind of goes with insecurity, I almost feel like. Yeah. Because um, it, it really, fear hindered me a lot in the beginning because I put up a lot of walls mm-hmm. and protection and guards. And um, sometimes my husband would have to say, like, 
you don't you have to stop like you don't <laughs> have to do this anymore by yourself mm-hmm. like I'm here yeah I can help you like mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that so um but I had to you know let go of those things to like really come into a place of trust and then the place of fear when something does happen mm-hmm. and now you get hurt mm-hmm. because something did happen that you don't like that you didn't want that and now you got to go past that also too so I think that I think how to get around it I think I, I think a lot of it with fear is to really you know of course submit to God and um you kind of have to let go of those past things mm. that would hinder yeah. you from really embracing the new that God is doing mm-hmm. because you can't hold on to how you failed before or mm-hmm. what could should or you know could go on you have to really let those things go to really be successful yeah we deal a lot with that in the retreats mm-hmm. and um it's like every time i realize okay i i let go the closer i get to god the closer i surrender the more i surrender mm-hmm. i realize more and more of the past i let go yes and so um that yeah the past hindered my relationship a lot in the beginning mm-hmm. sadly I compared my husband's a lot, yes, a lot, yes. <laughs> and um, there we're both. I'm still good with both of them. One I'm still married to. Uh, the first one we were we're still good friends, um, but because he was around a lot, we had a child together, and he came and spent time with all of us. We would go on vacations and stuff. Um, it was hard to walk out of that trap of comparing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he knew me so well, he would just pick up and do or, or whatever. And I'd be like, uh, you, when you going to get that? When you going to get that? See what he doing? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that just, you know, being able to walk in the new is just so important. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. Anything on pride? I feel like pride and ego could go together. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Pride, um, I mean, just think about it, period. Um, you know, pride in, in itself can hinder you um, just as a person, you know, whether on your job, um, you know, in, in, in life, period. If you uh, don't have the spirit of, of humility, if you don't know how to humble yourself, um, you know, um, you know, just naturally those things can have negative effects. So even more so of a negative effect in marriage um i'm pretty sure that especially in the beginning especially when i was younger um, pride played a lot of roles Mm -hmm. in a lot of my decisions a lot of the consequences uh within the relationship and within the marriage um and i think um from a man's standpoint like i said so i'm glad that you brought this up so pride for me um i was from as early as maybe 12 years old, I knew that I was a family man. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a home uh, where although my dad worked all the time, when he was around, he was about his children. Mm-hmm. He was about my mother. He was about, you know, it was family oriented. You know, mm-hmm. on the weekends, we would go to my grandmother's. I'd spend time with my cousins. You know, every year we had a family reunion. We would travel to North Carolina. Like, I was a very, very family oriented. And so I knew even at, you know, 12 years old that I was going to 
be I was that young thinking about marriage mm -hmm. and uh, so you know hence why I got married when I was 18 you know mm -hmm. I, that, that was just my mindset and so um, with that you know I learned to be a provider I learned to be a protector um, and earlier in the earlier stages of my marriage um, I would say when situations happen and I couldn't provide mm -hmm. pride got in the way mm. and I felt like a failure mm. yeah. and so I would do all kind of things to keep the image mm -hmm. of being the provider mm -hmm. and once again this goes with fear it goes mm -hmm. with uh, insecurity mm -hmm. and I had to realize that that wife that helped me, your spouse, you guys are on the same team. And I, my wife, she tells me this all the mm -hmm. time up to this day. And she told me, if you would have listened the first time we was married, <laughs> we would have never got the divorce. She would always tell me that we are on the same team. I'm not against you. Mm -hmm. So when I'm bringing issues up to you, it's not because... I'm telling you I want to quit. I'm not telling you it's too mm -hmm. much. I'm telling you because I want us to get on the same game plan, yeah. on the same sheet of music. I'm always on your team. Yeah, That is my number one advice <laughs> to all couples like getting married. Like You have to remember that you're on the same team. And team is actually our theme word for the year. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So kudos to uh, Miss Ebron. You tell her <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Lady Ebron. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and pride also, you know, a form of pride is not being able to ask for help. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, and you're, uh, you know, as we sit here, I'm like, yes, all these things kind of play in on one another. It all flows in together. Pride, ego, fear, insecurities. And, you know, I'm just hearing like, you really got to check yourself. You really, really do, especially in marriage. It's like those are the these things are the number. These are like the top issues for marriages, but it's a personal thing, hmm. and it's like what you bring, what you bring to the table, and how you view the world, how you're looking through your lens, and if any of these things are stains on your lenses, you're gonna have issues. Absolutely. So. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Mr. Ebron. What is your advice to the men? To the men, before we go, since you're our first male guest other than our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so marriage is, um, as you mentioned, it is a reflection. Your spouse is a reflection of you. Um, your family is a reflection of you. So I would say to um, you know all the men, all the kings, all the husbands that are listening, to always examine yourself, to always examine your heart, to always uh, make sure that um, if something is going on with your spouse, something's going on with your children, that um, you know that that should be uh, your emergency uh, response. You mm. should want to know what the situation is, what's going on, and how you can fix it. And it's okay to not know all the answers. I had to really, really learn that for myself. That oftentimes, uh, when my wife would bring up issues, um, 
although I didn't have the solutions to every situation that she would answer or ask or anything of that nature. Uh, sometimes it wasn't that she wanted me to fix it right there then in that moment. Mm -hmm. It was something that she wanted to keep <laughs> on my radar. And so because I didn't understand that, I would just ignore her and I would view it as nagging. Mm. But that's not what it was. And so I just want every man to be more patient, mm. to be more humble. Mm -hmm. this, is the, this is the place where you don't have to worry about being viewed less than a man. This mm -hmm. is a place where you can be the most vulnerable, vulnerable, <laughs> uh, vulnerable uh, that you can is in the intimacy of your home between you and your spouse. And it does not demasculate you. It doesn't mm -hmm. make you any less of a man. Mm -hmm. um, I get to the point to where... Um, now during certain uh, movies and, and certain scenes and things of that nature my you know I think my wife was crying watching Lifetime and she crying and what's going on with you it's just a movie now I'm crying with her we watch it. <laughs> but it, it, it took time for us yeah. to get on that page and yeah. to get on that one accord so marriage is work and it's not just I pay the bills mm -hmm. it's not just I I you know, we, we have good intimate moments and no, it's, it goes way beyond that. It's the communication. It's the, emo, um, the emotional connection. It's, it goes way more. The, the wife has to feel secure. If you can make her feel secure, I'm telling you, you got a queen that would move heaven and earth on your behalf. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you make her yes. feel secure. And speaking of that, that it, it, Caused me to now realize, and even to this day, about boundaries. Mm. Boundaries are so important in marriage. It's so important in family. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you have different things going on. So let's just face it. We don't live in the 70s, 80s, and 90s no more. Where, um, you know, nowadays, you know, both parties work, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, we don't live. It's not normal, so to speak, for there to be um, a wife that stays home. Now, of course, you know, we have situation, but it's just not the norm, right? So if both parties are working. Then on top of that, you add in children and all, you know, life, world, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Those moments that you have with your spouse, take advantage of it. Mm. Turn the phone off. Yeah. Turn the TV off. Whatever you got to do, whatever surrounding distractions, eliminate all of them mm. and dedicate that time. And I promise you, I don't care if it's 15 minutes. If you give your spouse the best 15 minutes, mm -hmm. I promise you, you'll have a happy, uh, a happy spouse and you'll start to see the fruits in your marriage. Yes. And when those opportunities come, you can now say, okay, well, she's no longer nagging because now we done had this talk and I understand this is just a situation. And so now this is an assessment moment now. Mm -hmm. Is this something that I can fix right here, right now? Is there something that I can make a, a short-term solution to? What is our, our long-term game plan? Um, get back into um, romance. Get mm -hmm. back into how it all began, you know, yes. date nights. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember, you know, in the beginning, you know, what was your favorite color and what's your mm -hmm. favorite food and where you <laughs> like to go and where would you go for on vacation? Where you would don't get back to those places because yeah. life happens, we get so distracted and all things going on. We people fall out of love not because they want to fall out of love. They fall out of love because they don't work on love. Love is work. Yes. <laughs> love is. is work. It really is. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? Um, you know, I love you, don't pay no bills. When you say your vows, <laughs> it says for better or worse. Yeah. My wife will always tell me, 
one thing we didn't really do often was you was going to go sleep on no couch because she wasn't trying to give room to no devil. Because if you can right. get used to sleeping on the couch, that means you can get used to sleeping without me. Yeah. Nah, I bust that <laughs> And we got to do this like old school and one sleep at the the, the, the foot of the bed and the other sleep at that. We But we're going to both be in this bed together, yep. Joker. <laughs> my husband the other other day because he has this joke like when something happens he'll be like oh i'm a i better hush i'm gonna be sleeping on the couch and i told him the other day i'm like you've never slept on the couch like what are you talking about i i that is not something that i do yeah to me like in my mind like yeah i've never even thought like that like in marriage that that should even happen i know i think of that scripture don't let the sun so go down on your wrath, wrath. like yeah, that's, that's like, just so true yeah yeah i think that it happens because um a lot of people aren't at the place of maturity within themselves to be able to uh you know deal when they're feeling overwhelmed yeah. so i never i never understood me personally i never understood um people that are married but have time out like you know you you know i understand you know there are certain you know times and situations where you might need to take a break you know Mm -hmm. the art you know obviously we don't want no domestic violence or anything of that nature happening right right. so you might need to you know go walk away calm yourself down go you know do whatever but you know just you know leaving the house um with no accountability don't tell your spouse where you go and Mm -hmm. you know you going on guys uh, trips for four or five days she going on a girl's trip for I, th- there is no time out in marriage you, yeah i mean I, some of this stuff that i i hear i see yeah. i witness I, it, it just it's mind-blowing but like i said i believe it it deals with um if we really think about it we have english math social studies where, where's where's family where, where are subjects on yeah. family how to be a wife how to and so now we learn that stuff from how we're raised, mm-hmm. what we're what we're around, what we yeah. see uh, from TV, mm-hmm. uh, movies, and things of that nature. And so we get into things, mm-hmm. and then we figure out it's not what it's yeah. not what it seems. <laughs> it's not what it seems. So now we're just trying to see how the heck we get up out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's one of the first um, questions when we are doing marriage counseling. That's one of the first questions that I ask them individually. I ask, um, you know what was it about your parents' marriage that you liked and what did you not like? Because those are some of the things that we end up repeating even though we don't want to, but it's just in us and we just do it. And so um, being aware of that is so important. Um, Okay, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, I have a quote. I don't know who this quote is by, but it's in my house. And it makes me think of... um, It just makes me think of those days where you long to be married, you long to be in love, and then you get there, and then somehow you are not there. But um, this quote just helps me to remember to stay in that place that you longed for. Um, And so it says, um, I still remember the days that I prayed for the things that I have now. And so I still remember the days that I prayed for the things that I have now. And so a lot of us are living in that answered prayer. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Are you valuing it? Are you taking care of it? Um, Are you nurturing it? Those prayers that you have now, those answered prayers, are you growing it? 
So uh, we always end with a prayer and I want to, uh, if you've been on my social media, you've seen my friend, my girlfriend, <laughs> my prayer partner. Um, she is just a powerhouse. Um, will you just um, pray for men and women individually? Doesn't have to be long, you know. Uh, and just, you know, as it relates to marriage, whatever God puts in your heart. Sure. Okay. Father, we just thank you right now for every husband, for every wife that would listen to this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray for a new level of surrender and submission to you, Lord. We pray for a new level of love, Lord God, and fan the flame, Lord God, in their marriage. God, reignite and rekindle, Lord God, the reason why they were married to begin with in the name of Jesus, God. Allow them to see their spouse, Lord God, with new eyes, with a new lens, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Give them, God, the heart, Lord God, Father. Father, to bear long and endure, Lord God, as 1 Corinthians 13 says, that love endures and it keeps no record of wrong. Help mm -hmm. them to walk this out, Lord God, before you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that they would no longer rehearse the faults of their spouse, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, but that they would see those things that are pure, just, praiseworthy, of good report. If there be any virtue, my God, that they would meditate upon those things when it comes to their spouse, Lord God realign lord god them and reposition them that they may have the intimacy lord god with their spouse and communication emotionally spiritually mentally and physically in jesus name amen 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 and amen we hope that you will join us at the marriage retreat in lake junaluska right outside of Asheville, north carolina june 10th through the 13th. It's going to be amazing. We have, as of today, we have five slots left. And so um, we want to welcome you. Come hang out with us. Uh, draw closer to the Lord and your spouse. Peace out, everyone. Peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. If you liked today's episode, hit the like and subscribe button. You can find us on Instagram at married and having fun. We'll be sharing cute photos of our husbands and all the things about marriage. Till next time, keep, keep having fun. fun.